following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay here on the BICBP Radio Network. I'm your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. And before we start, here is a message from our sponsor. Who's eating his way through Arby's? Pac-Man! Arby's new Pac-Man glass is so popular, everything at Arby's is being gobbled up. There goes a roast beef deluxe. There goes a sub. Whoops, there goes our logo. Come to Arby's today for your fabulous Pac-Man glass. But you better hurry, that Pac-Man is insatiable. There's no stopping him. Get your official Pac-Man glass today, only at Arby's. All right. So it's a little bit earlier than normal, not end of the month, but it's it's the video game episode. So I have, as always, Matt Johnson, the new Don of the network. I would, I would say. He's <laughs> yeah. upscaled the retired pod father and Chris Chavez. So I got to and just Mr. I watched I've been watching a lot of Sopranos and they talk about the guy in the family that earns the most. They're like, he's our top earner. And you got to be like the top podcaster with all the podcasts that you do. Yeah, man. I, I don't know anymore. I, I don't know if I I make the most podcasts. Jaws is catching up to me. Uh, he's, he's He's got a few, man. He's got a few out there. And Chris. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot going on right now. There's a lot going on right now. Everybody's trying to catch up to the pod daddy. So, um as far as numbers go, Chris, who was just our podcast for the week, this is this week on recording. And I'm like, damn, he's got a lot of shows too. Some of them are active, some of them aren't, but uh, still, he got a lot of shows. So, no, it's good to see. It's good to see. Good for you for containing yourself to to my foot, uh, two point, and then this one. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. I, I think this one just encompasses everything, and I can just get everything out in this one. Right. So I think that's why I just was like, give me, give me like the Walmart super center of podcasts right now. It's just so I can touch on a little bit of everything and yeah. not have to go too far out of what I, what I can, what I'm supposed to be doing. I want you to get your oil change here. I want you to get, you know, your underwear, uh, pick up something for dinner and maybe grab something for dessert and everything else all in one, all in one podcast. I think that's what. I'm trying to go. That's for. fair. That's fair. And I'm going to, cause you said pod daddy, I got to say yeah. something. You guys just did Harley K fave worst entrance, me, uh, entrance themes. The pod daddy just reminded me of buff daddy. Buff daddy. Yes. Uh, that was one of those ones that were so bad. It's good to me in my heart, at least. Yeah. yeah. So. I'll give you that one. All, All right. right. But enough of that. Here's something that is what used to be. Everybody had their own little small one, but then there was just actually arcades or actually just arcades because video game machines were everywhere. But we're going to talk about arcades today. The the look and there was a smell. I'm sorry. It's like it's like Blockbuster. I still feel yeah. arcade and Blockbuster with each other. There was a, there was always a look, a smell. And then the one thing that arcade had maybe a little bit more than Blockbuster is there was the people. There was a wide variety of people yes uh very it was it, there was there was a it was a diverse group of people it wasn't just a dude thing too which was cool it was women children um people of all ethnicities backgrounds all that stuff kind of coming together to play uh arcade games i think that's you know it was really cool because it wasn't uncommon back in the day and, and even to this day if you happen to find an arcade where you're playing a two-player game and just somebody just wants to hop in next to you and you know what I mean? The, the, it is, it's a kind of a cool way to meet people. I, I did that several times, you know, in arcades in Disney World or some of the resorts we were staying at. And 
I was playing Jurassic Park three and some dude just walked up to me, goes, Hey, need a hand. I'm like, yes, I do. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty neat. It was like the, uh, the it was, it reminded me of the, uh, the big, the, the, the Rocky and Apollo Creed just jacked up arms, like shaking hands, like thing. That's, oh. that, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what it reminded me of. It was, it was so, <laughs> it was so cool, but, it, but that was, you know, that face-to-face bonding time. It's, it was, uh, it was really neat. It was a good way to create, uh, you know, and here I am talking about that moment. Jesus, uh, 18 years later, 18, probably 19, 20 years later, Jeez. something like that. Um, so pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, you know, that, that, that was, it, it sure as hell beats just randomly meeting up with people online that you can't see their face really. And that's not, it, it beats that quite a bit. Yeah, it, it does. I definitely do miss that when you're, you're struggling and then all of a sudden somebody comes over and they pop in a quarter or before they pop in the quarter, you know, that it's, it, you know, it's going to get real with the person. Like they're in it for the long haul with you. Yeah. They start popping the corners, the quarters up on the, edge of the machine where the screen is and they're like don't worry we're gonna be in this together for the long haul I'm like i don't even know you but <laughs> we're gonna do this together and like you said it's that one timeless moment where you probably will never ever see that person again but for that moment you're like wow there's some good people in this world because this guy doesn't even know me but he's gonna sit there and he's gonna play this game with me yeah, he's gonna pop his hard-earned money into uh, in, into to the game to help me out. So, yeah. uh, yes, definitely, definitely goes a long way in my book. And the arcade too is just a great place. I always uh, Aladdin's Castle did birthdays, and there was not really a Chuck E. Cheese too close at Niagara Falls. Did you know that? Nah, Chuck E. Cheese arcades trash. No, anyways, it used to be banging. It used to be banging back in the day. Okay, so before my time, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> That late 80s, early 90s era, they didn't care what was in there. And then all of a sudden, like games like Mortal Kombat and stuff started coming out. And parents were like, we need better games in here for all these little kids. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And they're all money taking ones. They're all ones. Oh, you get some tickets if you just keep pouring your money into it. So you can win a stupid army man, a parachute guy. Get get out of here. Get out of here. I got 500 tickets. What what can I get? Two Tootsie Rolls and an army guy. (laughs) Can I get the army guy with the parachute? No, you need a thousand for those. Yeah. It's like, damn, dude. Can I just buy it for a few for a dollar or something? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I've gotten to the point now where if we do actually, my kids are older, but we haven't gone to Chuck E. Cheese in years. But as they were getting older, I've actually encouraged them to just give away their tickets, find some small kid and just give away their tickets. So I'm like, what are you guys going to get? We're going to stand there for hours and you're not going to get what you want. Just enjoy the games. Give it to that little five-year-old kid in the corner who's going to get probably way more out of this than you are. That's that's how I looked at it. But but Chuck E. Cheese was banging back in the day. But the the birthday, if birthday at Aladdin's Castle was always awesome because you got that big cup of tokens and you just went around. And that's when you knew you had your friends with you and you just go to any machine and you just play and you would have your friends with you and you would want, I know I would want certain people with me. Cause I was like, I don't think I want him because I don't think he's going to work out too good in this game <laughs> or anything of that nature. So that was like the first big one, but I always felt like I said in the beginning, uh, the arcade has that dark I, it, to be a good arcade in my mind. It's gotta be dark. It's got to be dark, and it's got to have that weird electronic-y wood smell that, like, the cabinets and stuff, like, stuff is getting hot inside of the cabinets, but you know it's not going to catch on fire. And that's how I just imagine an arcade. And I think the other thing with the arcade is the arcade is the only place in the mall that, say, I had a drink and I didn't finish it, I had no problem throwing it out because I knew I definitely could not take it into the arcade because if it's spilled, right. you're going to ruin a machine. But any other store, I was like, why, why, mom, why do I got to throw out my drink? And she'd be like, well, what if you spill it on something? I'm like, I don't really care. You know, I'm a little kid at this point. But in the arcade, I was like, yep, I don't need that Coke anymore. We can just go right into the arcade and play. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. The, the, the it, the atmosphere is a big thing for me, right? That's one of those things I just yearn for it. Uh, and like the closest thing I've been able to find to a, like an Aladdin's castle, this atmosphere 
is uh, like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And like, I mean, not the one that we have currently, not the one that we have currently out here in Western New York, but um, before I was just this, there was a dark area, you know, very just dark area. And you just, you know, you sit there, you, you can close your eyes and you can listen to, uh, you can just listen to the arcade, the attract mode, so to speak, just kind of going off and doing their thing. And it was just a cool, that, that atmosphere is something that I miss. I actually, there's times where I'll sit and I'll listen to, uh, you know, there's all sorts of YouTube videos, just, uh, just, uh, background noise, arcade background noise. Oh. I'll just sit it and the, the memories just kind of come flooding back. It's, it's, it's really neat. I mean, I didn't get to, I didn't, wasn't around during the height of, of arcades and, and, you know, arcades being around everywhere, but, um, I was around there for a little bit and, you know, those memories are very, very fun. I, I fault my parents all the time for having me, um, <laughs> One, just having me, just birthing me, and two, having me when they did. Uh, I would have loved I, – I hate that I did not get to experience the 1980 because of the arcade boom. I never got to see that. It's like, like like the height of my uh, popularity for a lot of my stuff is all stupid crap. Um, you know, it's 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 Zoom Zooms and and, and Furbies and, and all this, like all this other just stuff. It's like I didn't – like my stuff is all uh, – the stuff that I – it was like big time Facebook, Twitter. It's all like stuff that isolates you. And the eighties were, you know, the video gaming was about coming together and, and being with people. And that's what the arcade was. And I, I'm like, I, if I ever find access to a time machine, I'm going back to the 1980s and I'm going to live it over and over. I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back. If you want a great arcade experience from what I've seen, the closest place in doing it. And I don't even know if they're still open. But it's only a four-hour car ride away. So if you gather some friends, if you go to Robot City. I don't have friends. <laughs> you have Not friends. around here. Not around here. I'm, I'm hoping they're still open. Yeah, Robot City. Yeah, it looks like they're still open. Yeah. Uh, Robot City. It's got, that, it's got that dark, but yet kind of light mentality to it. And it's got a good mix of really old ones. Like you can play Mappy and Donkey Kong and Punch Out, <clears throat> excuse me, and all that. But then it's got like the newer, newer ones that we would probably more remember towards the end of the arcade, like Area Fifty One, Tekken, Tekken Tag Team. Uh, has the they had Ninja Turtles, Simpsons was in the back, NBA Jam, the arcade, and then there's a whole row. One wall is just all pinball machines. Right. Plus, it's a used game store, but. I know when we were, we would go there, we would just um, we just do the arcade because they had a really great promotion that I could get. I kind of talked my wife into doing it because you could meet Santa, and she's like, "Well, the kids," and this is when kind of the the downfall of Santa, and the they were like, "Well, the kids need to see Santa. We don't know where to go." And I'm like, "Robot City has Santa, and he's giving out uh, coupons for five dollars worth of tokens the next time you visit." <laughs> and she's like, "Really?" And then, because everything is a token there, which is very rare, very very rare. Right, I love the tokens. So she found out for a family of five, we could put in twenty dollars and spend a good hour, hour and a half just in the arcade to kind of kill a day on a to kill a day like on a winter day. Is just go there and play. And she was actually playing the games and I was shocked. And like you said too, it's a great bonding experience. I think with, with your kids, cause I know I played games. My daughter didn't know how to get, you know, even beat the first level on donkey Kong. And I'm like, listen, you go all <laughs> the way up the ladder. When the barrels come in, you got to wait a little bit, you know, and you get that feel of, right. Of re-experiencing. Cause I know my dad used to save his quarters and then we'd go to when the Rainbow Mall was actually around, we go to a place called I think it was uh Timeout. Yeah, I think it was Timeout, and that was the arcade at the LA Mall. And we'd pump in quarters to to the Ninja Turtle machine. And that was like the greatest thing in the world is that we he'd have like twenty dollars in quarters that he saved up for the week, and we're just pumping in quarters into this ninja turtle machine trying to beat it. So to be able to even though it's not there anymore, kind of like picking up a smaller version of the TV guide or anything like that, where it's it's dead. I still got to experience that with my children, the way that my dad got to experience with me, which was, which was really, really awesome. 
Right, right. I see. Yeah, that's you know that that is a cool one. We used to go. Uh, my dad was the only one who would take us. My mom couldn't stand video games. She just she'd be very open and just annoying about how against she was with video games and arcades and. Uh, but my dad would take us because you know, there were times where he was off of work and he was the one kind of watching us and be like, oh, let's go to the Stone Park Mall and go play some video games. And, and that's what that's what we did. That was a cool just little. It was a treat. Yeah. It was it was a treat. And that's like it was a special thing that we didn't get to do very often. Um, but every now and then he like, OK, we're going to go to the arcade and you don't have to just sit there and fake play the games and walk around and just watch the attract modes. I could actually go in and play them which was something that I, I, I you know, it, it, it was cool for me. It was cool. It, like it, and of course I didn't have my own money back then, but, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was one of those things that we probably go maybe once, uh, once every couple months. Like that's how infrequent it was. Um, but, uh, and yeah, of course, by the time I started getting my own money, everything started going away, all the arcades, just everything. I'm just like, all right, this is, you know, this, this stinks. Uh, they had a Phoenix arcade in the Sound Park Mall right before it closed, and I remember popping quarters in a, at Mortal Kombat Three, and I was I was a late I was super late. I'm like, man, I never played this game. I never played MK Three before. It's been a long time, and uh, the machine, the buttons didn't work. I'm like, this is so trash. This is so trash. I'm well, so heated right now. Well, that's the other thing. By the time they ended there was no more attendance right i noticed that as as i as i got older there was no more attendance kind of that we talked about at the beginning that record ralph feel the i can't remember what his name but ed o'neill plays the character that guy that if you needed if there was a line at the token machine or quarter machine or you know the dreaded eating of the dollar and not getting anything out of it or your yeah. dollar is just so beat up because it's been in your little kid pocket for ages waiting to get to the arcade <laughs> and with that you could go up to the guy and be like hey i got a dollar and he'd be like oh right to the belt trick, 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 trick. Four, <laughs> four quarters or four tokens right to you right and that's one of those things where if that was back in the day you could be like hey these buttons don't work and he'd be like oh out of order sign and here's your tokens back and there you go and i noticed that too because there was the i think i've been in there before and i noticed there was just nobody around they were like whatever this is the arcade you go in there you lose a quarter you lose a token you're you're beat nothing else game doesn't work you're beat and it was never it was never like that it was like we need to get him back his token we need to get him back his money so that way we could keep him in here Right. Even Wayne's World. Okay, Wayne's World was made in in the early 90s, I think 91 or 92. Their sponsor for when they made it big was Noah's Arcade. And he, and that was that was just something that popped in my head that just how big they were that an arcade could sponsor a show on like nice TV. Right. No, I, I know. That would be sweet. You, you did bring up a good point, though, about the attendance because I don't remember a single worker um being at phoenix arcade or not phoenix but uh aladdin's castle when i was in the 90s i don't remember a single worker there really? you'd walk by and it was empty it was just completely empty it was like self-running like if somebody wanted to go in there and have their way maybe there was a, a one that would pop up every now and then but they just kind of sat in the back and they didn't really um i didn't really do a whole lot it was kind of crazy like what an easy gig if the if you do are an employee there but um, but yeah, it was kind of self self running, and yeah, if you lost a dollar, you lost a dollar, bro. That was it. It was gone. No, we always had the the attendant, whether it was some older guy or well, we probably thought it was an old. I probably thought it was an older guy because I was younger, but an older guy or like some sixteen year old kid, and he'd just come by and he'd be like, "Oh, this machine ate my token," and he'd be like, oh, "Okay," and give you like a token. You're like, "Oh my goodness, that's like the magical belt." It's like you wanted that belt or Batman's utility belt growing up as a kid because <laughs> it was just so easy for you just for him to press that button and all of a sudden the token came flying out at you. <laughs> they just handed it to you like it's Jack and the Beanstalk's magic beans. Like, here you go, kid. You're like, oh, boy. I think another thing I remember about arcades as it as I got older and video in the it's kind of. I wanted to say it started to downfall at that point, maybe a little bit in the in the early nineties, but the feature game like was always in the front. 
In Aladdin's castle, the feature game always had the biggest line, but yet it would have the TV at the top that would right. also show you what was going What's on. Going on. And it was, and it was the moral. I remember it with street fighter and moral combat. And here are these two fighting games and these two, you know, most of them were older guys or teenagers are just playing away at this game. And you're watching them and you're like, wow, is it, can life get any better than this? Cause you're, in my mind, I'm actually picturing these two guys fight on the screen. Like it's not just two random average Joes that read how to do Mortal Kombat moves in Game Pro. If you, I don't know if you remember that when Game Pro would tell you the moves for games that were even in. Oh the, yeah. Okay. You know that they're that they're learning how to do this, and that was like locked in their battle. That was the closest thing I probably went to as a kid to like going to like a WWF live event or something was watching two average guys play Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter in uh or even Tekken at that at one point in Aladdin's castle and as I'm looking up on this little 13 inch monitor going how do they get the game up there and nowadays it's like so easy people are streaming games everywhere you could just go anywhere and it's one thing that I got to think about when I'm like telling my kids like why are you watching guys play Minecraft on TV just go play it <laughs> And then I got to remember myself, I watched two guys play Mortal Kombat in arcade games for hours on end while just standing there. At least my kids are smart enough where they are, have it easier enough now where they have the internet with YouTube and they could sit on their couch and just watch people play. Right. Yeah. That's oh, so cool. I remember, yeah, towards the end, they like again, when I started frequenting the mall, that they didn't do the feature game thing a whole hell of a lot. They did like NFL blitz. I think was like one, one of the ones they just kind of parked in the front corner. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, there was just, uh, I, I, I kind of, I kind of remember how they, they formatted the, the arcade. And that was an important thing. Um, when you walk in, they had all the MK, the mortal Kombat machines lined up uh, to, on, you know, on the right hand wall, which was, which was really neat. You could just kind of run through, you know, they, it was cool. You kind of, if the, if the arcade was empty, you can kind of play around here then move to the next one, move to the next one, move to the next one. But, but yeah, it, it's, I love watching videos about all the old tournaments that they used to have, but the, you know, the, the tournaments that they used to, uh, you know, they, they used to hold and, and, and do and whatnot. And, you know, they, they don't, never really got it by the nine mid nineties. They started, it really started to fall off yeah. the, the arcade usage. That's the sad thing about it. But, um, you know, I remember one of my favorite videos to watch. I, I forgot the guy's name, but he was undefeated in Street Fighter. He like he he won everything. Like he and then one day he just stopped showing up to the arcade. He kept winning tournaments. He studied like patterns and stuff in it, and he would he would he won a ton of prize money just beating up on people in Street Fighter Two, uh, you know, in, in tournaments. Like nobody could touch him. And uh, it's a cool one if you could find it. Definitely look it up. But. Um, you know, I, I didn't get to live through that. I didn't get to see that. I, and that's why I love like when people try to run video game tournaments all the time, I try to support them. I always try to get a, uh, you know, I've always tried to get a, you know, I try to get video game tournaments going, but people just don't want to come out. It's, it's, it's so tough. It's so difficult. Um, it really truly is. It's one of those things that the internet has kind of ruined in a yeah. way that you don't, you don't gather anymore same thing with early days of console gaming is if you didn't rent it you didn't own it or some kid on your street didn't have it or a family member didn't have it you pretty much didn't play it or didn't know about it right unless you had like nintendo power or something like that but that's later on but those were kind of those were kind of the things and that's one thing that the arcade really I think is is missing and that's why the arcade doesn't come is because it's just so easier to play it at home on a console where the graphics are better and every and all that um but yeah i mean it, it, people yeah people are just more secluded now people don't like having to leave to do stuff uh society has evolved to the point where everything kind of gets easier and if you can play with others online i think it's just a lot easier but it's it, it you know and, and a lot of people like that i i, I just don't I, I miss the in-home or in-home or just, just togetherness that, uh, that video games used to mean. Like I, I, I get sad. Like I sit here and I play games, video games by myself all the time. 
And just five or six years ago when I was living at home, you know, it was my dad, me and my dad or me and my brother or all three of us together. Um, and and it, like just over the years, it's just gotten worse and worse. It's like, it's, and that's why I have like this short attention span when it comes to video games. I can sit here and I can turn on a game. And then if I die, I'm just done. I'm over it. I, I can't take it anymore. But man, when you were with your friends playing video games, you could sit like my, my, like just honed in and concentrated for hours and that's like the arcade you know the 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 decline of the arcade is you know just just kind of contributed to that you know you used to be able to call up your friends hey you want to meet at the arcade yeah and 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 stuff and let's let's go meet there let's get out of the house right you can get out of the house and go play video games and now it's like you know you gotta get if you want to get out of the house to play you can't just get out of the house to go play video games unless you're going to somebody's house you know what let's go let's go hit up the mall let's go to the mall we'll we'll step up the arcade place and it was just a really cool way to uh you know just a really cool way to connect and man i yeah yeah (laughs) it sucks it's it sucks so bad now i hate the i hate the video game industry the way it is right now and just how it's been just let to let to be it's so bad did you ever have to because you couldn't get at the feature game or the game you wanted to play going to like the back bank of the arcade where it was like the the games of yesteryear would be like you'd find like this old like pac-man or miss pac-man machine oh yeah and nobody nobody ever went to it yeah um yeah it was one of those things and those were you know in hindsight and like nowadays i would those are the ones i'd be all over you know what i mean so so that was pretty, you know, those are, those are cool though. Like, but those are the ones my dad liked to go, go and play, you know, joust or, yes. or, uh, you know, Frogger, Donkey Kong, uh, even some of those old bowling games. Remember some of those old bowling games where they those had the little, the, the, the rolling ball, uh, they had the yeah. little rolling ball. Yep. Those were the best. I played a lot of 1942 just yeah. because, just because it was, it was open. And then there's Operation a- Wolf. Operation yes. Wolf with a little submachine gun. I think it was by Taito or something like that. It was Taito. Yeah. Those those are the those are the games, man. Those those were the good games. And then yeah. You frequent I, oh, go ahead. oh, I'm sorry. You frequent the movies more than me. Yeah. Does like <sighs> Regal doesn't have an arcade anymore. They no closed more? No, they got rid of it. Dude, that 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 Regal arcade used to have Marvel versus Capcom 2. And I can't even I can't find that game anywhere to save my life. I think Robot City has one of them. It's it's frustrating. My cousin, one of my cousins who owns Oogie Games, he got one. He has to refurbish and pay it, but he has the he has the the arcade stand and, and everything that's connected to it. Hard drive, all that stuff. But um, but yeah, I that's what that's like my big goal is I'd like to two things that I really want to do in life is is open up my own, you know, big time podcast studio where it's like a building dedicated toward it. And the other one would be to have an arcade here in Western New York with, with like just dedicated to being an arcade, right? You come in, you pay 20 bucks. Okay. Here you get unlimited play, that sort of thing. And it, it's not like some scheme scheme or scam to get people to, to play those ticket games so they can win, you know, they, they can pay $400 to try and win, uh, one of the, the 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 finger trap things, you know what I mean? It's 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 not one of it's it's not one of those kind of kind of deals, in my opinion. So no ski um, ball, no ski ball. Actually, I would keep ski ball just because of how great it is. Competitive ski ball. I, I love ski ball. But there's a lot. There's a lot of ones that are just junk. But uh, there's a lot of just junk. But you know, that's that's one thing. You know, if there's anybody who wants to invest in my dream and idea you know uh i'm here i'm here for it i know i, I have a couple locations in mind but uh it, but th- these are like things that I, I i dream and think of and i'm just like how bad how much better would our area be with it you know the, there's the arcades there's not really like the only arcade places that i know about are around here there's david busters now at the gallery of all yeah. There's a knockoff Dave and Buster's that took over when Dave and Buster's left at Eastern Hills Mall and Masuda Chow's, which which prides itself on being an arcade place. But that's not a place for kids. Kids can't go there and, and, and go. It's a bar. It's a it's a bar in the middle of, of downtown Buffalo. It's not a, it's not a very easily accessible place by by young people. So um, you want yeah. a neighborhood type place like it used to be. 
Correct. People of all ages, families, everything can, you know, go in there, you, you know, p- play the game, enjoy what's going on. You know, there's time Robot City was like I mentioned was a used game store and I walk in there and be like, oh, I'm not going to pay $20 on this. But yet, you know, probably thinking, OK, well, I'm costing a small business a sale. But yet my wife and I are dropping $20 into the token machine for the five of us to, to play video games. So they still got their sale there. Right. As well. I think there's still a good nostalgia market for the arcade and, you know, just things back like that, because. I know my, I know my, I don't know about other kids. I know my kids really enjoyed it playing the, the older games. Uh, uh, my one son, I showed him rampage, my son, Steven, I showed him rampage and he, he acted like it was the greatest game ever. And all rampage is, is, you know, you just, you're either like a giant gorilla, a lizard or a werewolf. You climb up the buildings, you break them, they fall. You clear the stage, you go on, you break more buildings and stuff like that. But he acted like it was the greatest thing in the world. Right. And I think that's one thing that's missing from, like you said, with the video game thing. Everybody wants a higher, higher graphics, more story. But these arcades kind of makes you use your imagination. But yet also they're a lot more simpler to play. And there's not that much. There is strategy, but you don't think about it as much. I it's a nice calming. I always thought of the arcade as a kind of a calming atmosphere as is just because of what you could just because of what the games were and what you could play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was the competitive aspect to it, the, the scoring and stuff, but you know, if you lose, you lose. It, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it, it is what it is. The fact that you got to play it was, was, was cool. And you know what, if you did go in there competitively and go and accomplish something good on you, you know, good on you. That was actually a badge of honor if you had your top score on the arcades, right? That was how how cool was that? Your 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 name was forever etched in the top scores of uh, uh of your local video game arcade. Now, that was the best. And and usually, um, you know, sometimes you get some people who would put silly things on there, like swear words and and, and all that, like that that sort of thing is uh, is always pretty. You know, it was always funny, but. Having those initials, that was like a title. That was a badge of honor. Yeah, my my, my scores, my, my scores located on the uh, in the in the the city's arcade game. You know, go beat that. You were the dude. You were the guy. Yeah, especially if you could do it at multiple spots, because you could do it like if you could do it at like Aladdin's Castle. You go over the Rainbow Mall. You hit up that one, get that one, and then uh, the old bowling alley, Beverly Lanes, had a decent yes. little arcade in it as well. If you could go over there and get that high score and that in the game, because they all pretty much had the same game, you know, same cabinets going on. And that's the other thing too, is speaking of the cabinets, the artwork really attracted you to it too. It was like the art. I love arcade artwork. Yep. It was like the artwork on what you would see on, uh, you know, the old Nintendo and stuff packaging as well, where you knew it didn't look exactly like that. But when you saw that marquee, even if you couldn't see the side of the cabinets, when you saw that marquee, it, just looking at that, and then like you said, the the demo play that was going on would just attract you to that game. You'd be like, "Wow, I I need to play this." And that was always one of the most amazing things too. Yeah, well, yeah it it was. I, I mean, yeah, the, the arcade artwork was was very very impressive. And as I've gotten older and, and appreciated artwork a little bit more, man, there were some really cool designs on those things, right? Yeah. Um, really really cool designs. I where was I? I hope this wasn't like a Facebook thing or something. I feel like I was going, I was somewhere and there was like an abandoned arcade unit. Maybe it was a drink. I, I actually, I don't even know anymore. Um, that's how messed up I am. But like, you know, it was this uh, old, I think it was an emptied out arcade unit, but you could still see the artwork on the side, but it was just kind of cleared out. I'm like, wow, that's kind of, it's kind of sad, but it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful in the same way. Even that one, uh, at Ookie, uh, at Oogie Games Place that my cousin owns, uh, one of the ones he found, he like removed old panel. He m- removed the paneling, the artwork paneling on one of the arcade stands, and he found uh, TMNT Ninjas and uh, Turtles in Time, like the artwork. So it used to be a stand for TMNT, and he was like, "Wow, you know, this is like vintage. This is really, really cool stuff. Like hard to find stuff." And man, 
You know what I mean? If I had the money for it, I would have all the arcades. I get so jealous when I see people with these big arcade rooms and they're not just buying the the, the knockoff one-up ones. They're, they're buying the, the legit yeah. vintage heavy, heavy arcade machines. I would love to own just one of those. I would want, that's a, that's an eat sleep, eat sleep list episode right there. We did one. We did do an I arcade did, one. You did do an arcade one. Cause I would definitely want like the Ninja Turtles and the Simpsons. Cause the Simpsons arcade is like the greatest Simpsons video game ever made. And I will go to bat on that. I don't care about your Simpsons hit and run Simpsons, crazy drive or whatever it is. That Simpson arcade game was the best re- representation of the Simpsons especially for that time out of anything that Nintendo came out on Nintendo or anything else. For sure. It, uh, yeah, it, it, it really was. It really was. Yeah. Brian did, uh, did it with me. He proposed it. It was one of our season two episodes, I think, because he works for an arcade making place. So let's do an arcade machine one. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what we did. Yeah. Bringing that uh, up. It was great bubble hockey. That was always awesome. Playing the arcade. Yeah. Bubble hockey. They had the bubble soccer. Yeah, uh, what a genius concept! And like that, God, I mean, that stuff's worth tons of money now. And people trick those out like crazy. Um, you know, I've seen machines go upward of four thousand uh, dollars because they're all a lot of them are electronic now. They play sounds, they do voice record, they have they had voices. Uh, I, we went over. We were trying to get something going for for Brian's com- uh, you know workplace going, and we seen one of the, the their state of the art bubble hockey ones. And they had like Rick Jenneret like have his his, his yeah. legit voice was a part of it, and they do lights and all sorts of craziness. And um, it was really really impressive. It was really really impressive as far as uh, you know what what they can do with bubble hockey. But I mean, even as, in its simplest form, it's so much fun. What is your favorite, like, do you have, like, a favorite, like, voice or sound effects from a video game? Because whenever somebody mentions the arcade, I already have one popped into my head. Just sound and stuff like that as as well. I got, there's a couple for me. I know the one that, I think it's, like, it, it's definitely the one of the ones is Donkey Kong. The end, the level intro. You know what I mean, oh. and then the and then the 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 like the level theme, those are always pretty cool. I've always liked. Uh, I mean, Mortal Kombat's music is so good, but the sound effects were way better. Uh, the yell, if you MK two, the the yell that you get if you if you use one of the, uh, well, even just any fatality really. But um, there's there's the one yell if you punch one of the male characters, you do the uppercut to the pit. There's this very loud yell, and uh, they actually did it. There's an MK2 Death Jam song. It's called Death Jam, um, and it's really cool. They actually incorporate every single noise in the game, and they made a song, and it's like an official, like it's an officially made song. It's really, really neat. Like it pumps me up. But every single little sound that that comes from the game, they use it, and they they have like a really cool like rock like rock song essentially to it. It's really neat. Uh, and you know, you'd listen to it and you'd be like, oh, wow, I didn't, you know, I forgot about that sound or something like that. Or who, or you, you play like a guessing game. Like whose sound is that? Who, which character's sound makes that you can hear the spear and, and Sub-Zero's ice and, and Luke Kang doing his bicycle kick and uh, really cool. That was like just a cool way to encompass all the audio uh, noises from, from Mortal Kombat too. I was, uh, mine were, if I go early years, it's always like punch out with uh, with the guy, and he was like, and now it's like Canadian bear hugger, and you know it was so digitized, but yet it sounded so cool because the video game was talking to you. And then they would do like uh, when he would punch, you'd hear body blow, body blow, uppercut, uppercut, body blow, uppercut, body blow, and that's all you heard when you're just jamming on the buttons. And I loved, oh, I loved that so much. To this day, I still. I still do that. Even if I play Mike Tyson's punch out and uh, like I'm watching my kids play, I still just every once in a while go body blow, body blow, uppercut, uppercut, <laughs> body blow. But that I was, do. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that that's definitely my, my favorite one. And then obviously Street Fighter, just the round two fight. <laughs> that was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Another one just, it just reminded me of with the, with the talking and, uh, 
I know you've played the Avengers arcade game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the, the cheap, cheesy dialogue that, that came with it. Oh, <laughs> you know, and everything that also went into it, the narrator, uh, all that stuff. I remember playing that game for the first time at uh, the old GCC movie theater across the street from the Summit Park Mall. And that was, that was a fixture in there on the left wall. You walk in, you, you go get your tickets, you walk in the, the concession area, it was the left wall. And, uh, and that was, uh, and yeah, that was a, a, but that, that's, those sounds kind of resonate with me too, because they just sound very old and arcadey. You know, they were just, sides, if you compare side scrolling beat em ups, like from that to like Maximum Carnage a couple years later, as far as superhero side scrollers go, um, the difference in audio quality is massive. But I don't think they were released too far apart from each other. But the, the Avengers one definitely, Definitely, uh, that's that's a that's a good one. That I think arcade wise, that, that I feel like it was a better experience in the arcade. Yeah, I liked uh, the X Men one. The, the oh X-Men yes, was so good. And yep. thanks to Fantasy Island having an arcade, that was the first time I ever saw a live rat in the wild. As one ran by ran <laughs> by me as I'm playing the playing the X Men arcade game. So thank you, Fantasy Island, for that awesome arcade memory. What Fantasy Island had a good one, yeah. Fantasy Island had a pretty decent one. The, what it, I think the weirdest one I ever played was. Did you ever play the Firefighter arcade game? I don't believe I have. No, it was like a shooter. Okay, so you're it's you're pretty much playing like Operation Wolf, but you picked up or you know any like Area Fifty One, but instead of a gun, you had a hose, and you had to point the. I feel hose, like I've seen this before, and you had to point the hose at the screen to put out the fire in time. So and I think like the firefighters move from floor to floor as you put out the fire, but you would be like put out the fire. You like, and you would just do that. I used to love that. That is a strange one. I feel like I did see that one before. I I used to love the 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 the, the cop ones, the shooting ones, where they had the really bad animations, like live person animations. Lethal Enforcer. I think there was like a time one, some kind of time cop or something like that. Um, but uh, but all the villains and stuff were like legit, like video, and they just inserted them into video game backgrounds. It's crazy. <laughs> like I couldn't believe that they did that, and they, I mean the animations were so de- so bad, so bad. Um, the the motions and all that stuff, super over dramatic, but. You know, those were uh, those those were weird. I think the way that they used the, vid, the the live video thing was very strange. I feel like it was a lot of extra work for no reason. Give me what is your favorite? What other what was like your favorite to play as a kid? Because mine is way different from what I said. Like if I got to think about it, so right. It it depends. I mean, as a kid, I used to love the the driving ones, uh, driving or like the motorcycle one, the motorcycle ones. Anything that was very interactive, I thought those were the coolest things. Uh, Wave Runner, all that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the quality games weren't great, but it was just, it was cool to simulate driving. Like, I think that I love those that much because of it. But, you know what I mean? It, for, from quality of game standpoint, Marvel versus Capcom 2 and MK2 always. But, um, but yeah, there was just something special. Like you, you used to love just going there and hopping. I mean, you're you're six, seven, eight years old. You can't drive. You can't legally drive, and you just go and hop in a car. And it's 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 you know a, a pseudo car, and you go and race. And and it was so cool. That was a cool. That was a very cool thing that you know you immerse yourself in these games, and you're actually you feel like you're a part of it. Star Wars arcade game. You got to hop in and pretend you were like an X wing fighter. Like come on, that was. That was so cool. That was way cooler than just standing there and pushing buttons as a kid. I remember playing V what is it, VR Racer for the first time where you could get in. Oh yeah. That <laughs> was like, can anything get better than VR Racer? Look at this. I could see the hands, you know, as I move. And then as we as we move farther into the video game world, it does get better. Mine better. of all mine of all time that if I saw it anywhere, I would definitely try and find quarters, tokens, whatever I needed to do to play it is afterburner, but it has to be the moving cabinet. I don't know if you've ever stepped foot into that. That is, was the most amazing experience as a kid, as you're sitting there and you're like in an F 
I think it's an F-14, especially growing up in like the Top Gun era. So, you know, you watch Top Gun and then here's Afterburner and you're like, oh, now I'm Maverick. And <laughs> and you get into this cabinet and when you turn, the cabinet turns. If you go up, the cabinet goes up. Go down, the cabinet goes down. When you got hit, the whole cabinet would shake. The joystick would shake. Oh, it was the best experience ever. It, it was. In any video game. It took tons of space. And I just remember sitting in that thing for hours playing afterburner because afterburner was so amazing in every aspect but the star wars game too even i've the heard from, graphics were so good oh my well, God. there's a couple different good star wars games that they had um the vector graphics one with the original one was really good they just they had, beverly lanes used to have a star wars trilogy game where you can actually like ride it like you can pretty much ride the vehicles you can fight with a lightsaber it was it was it was pretty neat it was pretty neat oh my god and my least favorite my least favorite but favorite pod uh star wars game ever was the pod racer one (laughs) i didn't know how to use it the arcades thing but you actually sat like you were in a pod racer like like cockpit and you had to move the levers and stuff to go and i paid a dollar 50 and could not figure out how to move this thing but it the fact that i got to sit there and pretend like i was in a pod rate like come on where else are you going to get that experience in an arcade? You can't do that from home. You can't do that. You know what I mean? You that That's the lost art of video games. And I, and I do think that arcades are going to come back. I do want to say that. I do think that arcades are going to come back because um, just some of the crazy crap that goes on, like that they do with video games nowadays. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if in the next 10 years we have virtual reality, like cafes and stuff for video games, like, VR arcades where we're, we're and they're starting to pop up slowly but surely, but there there's eventually going to be a little bit of a boom period where where that sort of sort of stuff happens. So I I do, but there's only only in arcades could you have those special unique experiences. Even when you got the driving wheel back for your PS ones or whatever, it wasn't the same as playing it in the arcade. It wasn't the same as sitting in a in a in a, in a car, uh, a fake car in the arcade. Not even remotely close. So. It, I'm pretty sure you've, uh, you know, we're from the same spot. I'm pretty sure you've gone over the border to the lovely Boston pizza. Yeah. Yeah. $5 Heineken's. Yeah. Great place. <laughs> they had one of the coolest, they had a boxing game that was like, be- was it around? No, it was before we boxing. And you could actually sit there and you were, you were boxing and you throw the punches. And I used to get, I'd I'd have a couple of beers, a couple of uh, beers out of the good old team pitcher from Boston Pizza, and play the the drunken boxing game. <laughs> but then they also had the cool submarine game. I don't know, but I don't know if you ever remember that, where you actually look through the periscope to send out torpedoes to ships. Yes, I have seen that one before. Yep. See, that's where I'm missing this out of like a council game, because I don't feel as like you said before, as submerged into the game as I did in an arcade. Right. Like you can switch it. I love like what you said with the Star Wars where you play the X-Wing, you know, flying an X-Wing. So I bought Rogue Squadron and I know there's a VR hookup and everything else. I really don't have the money for the VR hookup, but it's cool to play, you know, while you're in the cockpit and everything else. But then also it's not as submersive as it was to go into the afterburner machine and you get tossed around there was even a helicopter one where if you move from side to side you moved you were moving from side to side right and everything else and it's just we need arcades we need them back we do we do it's yeah like i said society now is everybody just trying to drift away from each other and it's uh we arcades i think will bring people together again it's uh there's literally nothing better than than getting with people and, and playing video games no better feeling no better feeling at all well that's i think we've pretty much covered everything for arcades i think we did i think you did a pretty damn good job of it too all right so you gotta i know this is your time to uh plug the network or anything else you would like to plug sure so um so what's uh you know andrew obviously if you're you know if you're listening to the show, Andrew is a part of our network at BICBP-radio.com. And, uh, and yeah, we have tons of podcasts. We have over, I think, four, we're between 40 and 50 podcasts. Now, I'd have to do a count. 
Um, you know, it's a lot of shows that go into it. They're all very hardworking people that, that, that podcast through us, that give us the platform that, that, that are, that join our platform to be able to host their podcast. So, um, you know, there's great shows like Andrews, you know, uh, you know, Andrews and, and there's several others. There's ones about eating. There's ones about viewing TV shows and movies and, um, there, there's all sorts of different podcasts out there and our network boasts a pretty, uh, good percentage of, uh, a variety, a good amount of variety. I, I would dare so say for a, for a podcast network. So please, if you want to support our network, go check out a website, find a show that interests you and just click the listen button. Give one episode a chance. If you find something that appeals to, to you, just give it a chance. Every listenership, uh, every click, every time somebody clicks the play button on somebody's podcast, it goes a long way um, towards making those people, uh, including myself and Andrew, just feel better about what we do. Uh, we invest time to our shows uh, because it's a badge of honor. And I know that nobody's holding a gun to our head to say that we have to do that. But um, but it gives us purpose in life. And it's really, really cool. Uh, it's really cool to hear feedback and, and see those numbers kind of rise. So please do that. BICBP-radio.com. Um, as the place to go, if you want, uh, if you want access, if you want to be, uh, you know, listen to our network of wonderful, wonderful shows. So I please, and you know, please do that. And I, I appreciate each and every one of you for that. I gotta say, not only do we have great shows, but for each show, we have a lot of unique personalities on the, for sure. a lot of unique personalities from just a wide range of, you know, silliness, fun to, you know, guys that it can be serious but can be fun at the same time. I, I gotta say, I've it's such a, just a great wide variety of not great shows, but personalities that, like you said, put time and effort into making those shows great and making sure that the listener is having a good time listening to their show as well. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we, that's the, that's the cool thing about being together, and that's like kind of been on the theme of this episode with video games is, you know, the, the more diverse we are, the more, the, the more variety that we have in life, the better everything is. And our network is very, very diverse in that regard. And we're very proud of that fact. So thank you once again, though, for, you know, doing the video game episode with me. I know your wife. Oh, my pleasure. I know your wife probably thanks because it stopped you from <laughs> starting another podcast. Yeah. We all know that she can't stand that. So <laughs> And uh, thank you, everybody, once again for listening. And you can check out Let's Talk With No Politics Okay every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Uh, go check out the f- YouTube channel and Facebook page. I just started doing Let's Plays again. And also a reminder that the two point conversation. Tecmo Super Bowl season will be moving over to the Two Point Conversation YouTube channel. And please go check out them because they got great content as well. I definitely got to plug that. And with that being said, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.